Welcome to By the Angel, a podcast dedicated to the Shadowhunters TV show on Freeform. Here at By the Angel, absolutely no ship is off limits. And we mean not a single one. I am Kari, known as Air Gryffindor on IG, and I'm the captain of both the Sivvy and the Saya ships. And I'm pretty sure you can see the problem this presents. And I'm Lindsay, and Instagram, I'm Magnus Bay, and I ship almost every ship the book and the, the books in the show have to offer, especially City <laughs> and Malice, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to our first ever podcast episode, um, which might be kind of coming a little late, but we wanted to watch a few episodes and kind of give ourselves some time before we passed any judgment or talked about the things that we loved or didn't love. By the Angel is an absolutely a pro Shadowhunters podcast. You know, we voice our real opinions, of course, but if you're looking for us to bash the show at all, that's not going to happen. We just love it way too much. Since we're already eight episodes in, uh, this is going to be a recap episode of sorts, um, just kind of talking about the things that we love or don't love, um, which we said is very few. Um, so this might be a little bit longer of a podcast, but just hang in with us. We hope it's worth it. So, Lindsay, seeing as this is our first ever podcast, I just wanted to kind of get a little bit of information out there and ask you which is your favorite book out of all of the TMI series and which is your favorite character? Um, all right. So my favorite book is definitely – City of Heavenly Fire, um, and my favorite character is Simon throughout all the books. <laughs> love, love Simon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just absolutely love that book. Story is wonderful, and there's you know, lots of Simon story in it. Lots of Simon Harpley. Yeah, <laughs> Simon's totally the hero of that story. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we've had this conversation before, and I, like, it's so hard for me to choose these kinds of things, because I love everything and everyone so freaking much. Um, but um, <laughs> I'd have to say that my favorite um, my favorite book is City of Lost Souls, and it's probably because I just feel like we get to see certain characters so much more and in, like, different lights, and it creates, like, a lot of inner turmoil within the reader because we're like, we love this person. No, we hate this person. Um, and I think it's kind of like it, it makes everything so addicting when you're reading it. And I think the storyline was like just really strong because the fourth book, it felt like we were trying to find a storyline, like it was a setup. And then the next book was like, here we are. This is what we were planning all along. And I just felt like everything exploded, um, literally. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, so, and then I would say my favorite character is probably Magnus, just because, like, I love, I love what he represents, the idea of, like, he is so fluid, and not just, like, in his sexuality, like, as a person, and the things that he believes, and, like, he doesn't judge, and I, I know that's because he's been around for, like, 300 or 700 or whatever amount of years he wants to tell you, um, <laughs> but, like, I just love that, I love that, I love that he is kind of, like, he adds, like, a cultural flair to the story, and I love how he crosses over into, like, so many different, like, time periods. I just love him. I just love him. So he's my favorite. Well, of course. Yeah. No, I know you love all of them. I mean, you are pretty much the captain of, of like, Malik. So 
hello, I know, <laughs> and your name is Magnus Bay. So, like, we know, like, you are all about the Magnus. What made you choose Magnus Bay, by the way? Like, you just came up with it? came to me one day, and I was like, you know, oh, I'm going to make a name, like an Instagram name with this. And then I didn't even start posting on it right away. And when I first started uh-huh. posting, it was, uh, I was just like a Malik blog. And then, you know, because there's so much. Malik. you got to love Malik. <laughs> yeah. Kind of expanded from there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so hard to choose an Instagram name, too. Oh, it's like, I don't know, you just, like, you're just, like, what what does it represent? Like, I don't know. It was really hard for me. It took me a really long time. And even now, I'm like, Ooh. No, yours is really good. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Every now and then, I'm like, I want to be Heron Grace Ayers, but, you know. So, I guess now we can kind of jump into the show, okay? Since he's your favorite of the entire <laughs> series. And well, since he is... <laughs> Let's talk about Simon. Let's talk about Simon. Um, in the show, what do you think of Simon? Because I, I know, I know that we think the exact same thing, and I'm excited to fangirl about it. <laughs> There's not enough words to describe how awesome Simon is. He's so perfectly written and perfectly portrayed. I mean, Alberto is—he's amazing. <laughs> Alberto is my king. That's that's a Harry Potter reference for the record. We please our king. Alberto is my king. So, which sounds creepy, but it's so true. I so agree. I so agree. And I feel like even when the writing isn't like super amazing for him, he says it, and I'm like, yes, hilarious. Like it wouldn't be hilarious if anybody else said it, but I die. What's your favorite scene with him so far? Oh, I mean, it's got to be. When he rises as a vampire, I mean, oh my God, there's just so much emotion. And oh my God, I, I cried. It was so perfect, and I just, it, it was Simon through and through, and God, I can't wait to see more. You know, now we're getting into yeah. vampire Simon territory, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Simon, although, like, he has amazing scenes, that scene was just, like, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken for him, and I knew it was coming, and I was still, like, I'm so heartbroken, you know? That was amazing, but also I was going to say, there's something, hold on, I'm, like, I'm trying to cook, which technically means I'm just burning things. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so, um... Yeah, I just, I love how, like, like when he's in a scene, and this is probably more about Alberto than Simon, but, like, when he's in a scene with Kat, he elevates her so much. And that's not to say she's not amazing, but, like, there's something about the way she right. interacts with him that I'm just, like, this is, this is Clary and Simon. I totally agree. I just feel like, yeah, they yeah. Just, the chemistry that they have and, the, you know, they, they play, like, a pair, you know, not just individuals, and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, and it's, like... I never really shipped um, Climbing in the books, but in the show, I'm like, yes. I mean, I ship everybody with Climbing, but I'm like, yes, do it. It's, it's so yeah. interesting because we're, I mean, we're going to get that, you know, we're going to be seeing that if we, you know, go on to another season. I yeah, hope. we will. And uh, it's going to be so interesting because they're often as friends and, you know, in the books, they they don't work out, and they're just friends, and it's just going to be a very yeah. interesting experience. <laughs> no, totally, totally. 
Um, and, and I guess since we started talking about Clary, we can kind of jump into what we think of her a little bit. Um, and I will say, okay, so I will say, like, Kat has made me a believer. Okay, in the beginning, I was like, hmm, like, you're good. You look like Clary. You're acting like you're getting there. I, I, I knew that, like, she seems like the kind of actress that, like, needs to really live in her character. And so, of course, it's going to take, like, an episode or two. You know what I mean? And she got the emotional scene so perfectly. And then I feel like over the past couple of episodes, I've been seeing that Clary fire. And I'm just, like, I'm I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for her to continue on that track. She's been giving so much sass. I'm like, there you go. Cat has become Clary. Like, they are one, and it's great. Yeah, definitely. She She's definitely becoming Clary. I think she's doing a wonderful job. Um, she, uh, the emotional scenes, she, she is nailing them. And the scenes with Luke, you know, with them, like, connecting back together mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. were estranged, I just, it, that's, that's wonderful. It was, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy you mentioned that, because, like, like, don't get me wrong, like, the show changes quite a bit, and some of it I like, and some of it I'm like, mm. but, like, the change with Luke, first of all, the choice of the, the actor for Luke was phenomenal. Isaiah Mustafa is oh, killing it. I did not know I was going to love him. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely love him. Absolutely wonderful. He, he was an A-plus pick. <laughs> There's, like, a scene where, I think it's, like, in the last episode, which is, like, episode eight or whatever, where she's trying to talk to him about becoming um like having simon become a vampire he said the reason he like survived his wolf fight was because he like he knew that they needed her or something like that and she was like i'll always need you and i was like oh oh look at this father child moment what do we think about jocelyn and valentine all the adults yeah all the adults let's just group them together all of them um (laughs) i i i want like, it's hard to say what I feel about Jocelyn, because, like, she's in a coma. She, she I don't really she's know. pulling off that coma very well. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, I'd be laughing my way through. Honestly, I, I wonder. I just wonder, like, how do they do that? You know what I mean? Like, is it really her, or is it, like, a wax makeup of her, which would be creepy? But, like, how does she just stay still for that long? Especially with somebody like Alavan Sprang acting next to you, I would cry in laughter. Or, like, try to attack him because he's Valentine. You know what I mean? Like, I just wouldn't be able to slay there. But I love Valentine. But I love Alan Van Sprang. I saw him in, like, in Rain. He plays the character of Henry, like, the king. And you're supposed to dislike him. And I was like, I love you. You were so, like, he was so attractive in that. He's not, like, supposed to be. So I knew I was going to love him. And he's amazing. Even when he's Lydia. Um, I will say I wasn't the biggest fan of the flashback sequence episode with the young set of Valentine and terrible. And Honestly, it was it was I a mean, bit terrible, and I stayed up with love in my heart. It, like I, I know the actors did did a wonderful job. You know, I know they they put all their heart into it, but it just felt so disjointed. Like it it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a real flashback. It was just like kind mm-hmm. of like a production. I was just like, yeah, have too many more of these. <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen um, Halloween Town? It's like a Disney Channel movie. Halloween Town's like this super vibrant place where people are like fun and they love Halloween. And one of the like the nemesis people, like they come and make everything great and make everybody sad. And that is what that like that flashback (laughs) reminds me of. Like if you leech the color out of the show, 
that's the flashback. Like, I automatically got sad, <laughs> which I guess is a good thing, because it's kind of a sad flashback. So I think that's what messed with me the most, you know what I mean? I think, like, it was just a little, like, you're right, disjointed was the easiest way to describe it. I understand yeah. why they needed the flashback, but not not the best. Even though I have to say, and I guess this is kind of getting into another point, with the flashback and with a few other things, I feel like some things they fast track, like the fact that we found out that Clary's father was Valentine, episode, like, what, two? I was like, no, what is happening? Why is it happening so quickly? That was a very interesting choice on the writer's part. I don't know if it was necessary. I don't know if we, I think it would have been a bit more, you know, of a reveal if it was a few episodes farther in at least, you know. I feel like it hits Clary harder when she realizes that this is, he's done some terrible, terrible things, and this is my father. You know, like, she hears about all of these terrible things he does, and she starts to hate him like any person would. And then when she figures out that that's her father, it's like, you know, like, it hits her. And I think that we're going to miss that. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm trying to reserve judgment because, you know, usually when writers do something like that, they obviously have to have something bigger planned for that like to take the place of the end of it you know so i'm assuming that like they moved it because they have something more impactful yeah i would believe that i mean they they you know when they started filming the show they had all like 13 episodes planned out written out it wasn't like you know they didn't know where they were going so very intrigued to see what the last few episodes have in store for us you know what the true finale comes to Yeah, I think it's important to, like, hold on to that and remember that, like, like, don't get me wrong. There are some times where I'm like, why aren't they respecting the book? Like, I wish they would just leave it for all its glory, you know? But then we have to remember that, like, these people, like, they're invested. Like, let's be honest. Let's talk shop really quickly. They're invested money, time, effort into this. They're not purposely trying to ruin it. So if they're making a decision, they think it's the best decision. And they, they're making that decision based on, like, what they've read, talking to the author, and really how they think it could perform the best way, you know? So we have to remember that. Like, they're not out to ruin the thing that we love the most. Right, of course. Just kind of throwing that out there. We're so lucky. The only other thing um, that we haven't talked about, Alec, Izzy, or Magnus. Okay. So. Um, I mean, we can start out by saying that Alec is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Matt amazing. Is, is killing it. Um, you yeah. know, his storyline is very interesting, you know, very different from the books, but mm-hmm. still, you know, they, they changed his, like, uh, characteriz- characterization a bit, but I feel like he's yeah. still so true to the book, Alec. He's so, like, overwhelmed yeah. with duty and, and, you know, not being sure of himself, you know, so, so much that he's conflicted about, and he's just mm-hmm. so wonderful. Matt is so wonderful as Alec, and it's so good. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that Matt is playing the hell out of that part. And I so appreciate that because he is just killing it. He comes into the scene and he steals it. Him and Simon, they come into the scene and they steal it away. So I am like 90% happy with everything, Alec. I think the only thing that I was just like, why, was when they had the demon thing and he broke contact. And I was like, Alec would not break contact. I agree. Yeah. 
as much as they're changing little things, I get excited about the changes. I'm like, I feel like I'm on this edge of my seat. I actually am literally on the edge of my seat most episodes. So I like the changes because I just don't know what's going to happen. But I think that little thing, I was like, Alex, Alex's loyalty would beat out any personal feelings. And that's like his kind of his cross to bear a little bit. He's so selfless to the point of being like destructive to himself. But aside from that, everything is so dead on. So dead on. The anger that he feels towards Clary, there's a part of me that's like, I ship it. <laughs> All that anger, Alec, I ship it. I mean, I don't, but I kind of do. Uh, so there's Izzy. The sexiness of her um, for the first couple episodes, I like, honestly, I was upset about. I thought it was so wonderful how Cassie created this character who was confident and beautiful, but didn't have to lead with that. And I thought it was, like, young girls who were reading this, like, this was an excellent role, like, a role model for them. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, like, it's the writer's responsibility to, like, worry about that. But they, the, the over-sexualization of her, I just wasn't feeling. Although I will say I love how she's, like, the super-duper amazing New York um, scientist person. So they were like, we have the best right. <laughs> whatever. And I was like who is it? Who is it? And then I saw Izzy and I was like, hell yeah. Like that was like a great moment. <laughs> so I feel them giving her a little bit more substance. I really do. So I like it. I I had, you know, some concerns in the beginning about the over-sexualization. I feel like, I feel like they did that, you know, on purpose to show that she has the different layers that she's, you know, beautiful and sexy and and that she is confident, yeah. you know, and, and that she's dealing with this stuff with her mom, her mom being so overbearing and judgmental. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss, I kind of miss the sexual, sexualized Izzy because she seems so sad, <laughs> you know, in her turtleneck and stuff. <laughs> she seems like, like she's in like jail. You know, she, maybe no, she doesn't have to be all the time, but she she should be comfortable and she should be happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. They've got to find that middle ground. Yeah, totally. And I think, I guess I just wanted them to have that middle ground from the beginning. Um, and I think that's just what kind of threw me. But I understand it. Like, as long as she goes through yeah. character development and as long as, like, they don't treat her like the little concubine of the show, which is terrible to say, but I'm serious. Right. Like, as long as they don't treat her that, that way, I'm okay. That was the concern, that she was just going to be there for, like, like gratification and, like, a sex object. Yeah. Which I, yeah. It, it's become yeah. obvious that that's not true. So that's, that's good. Yeah. It's good that we're doing this podcast. Um like once we've gotten a little bit into it because if we had done this like episode three I would have been like no (laughs) so I think it's good to see which is a lesson it's a lesson honestly like you know when it comes to creative things um you have to allow the writer to kind of breathe a little bit and understand that they're headed somewhere and like wait till you see where they're going before you scream about where they've been you know so, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think the only character we haven't talked about is Magnus. Well, I love Magnus. I love Harry as Magnus. I think he's doing a wonderful job. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very interesting character to play because he is however many hundreds of years old. And mm-hmm. he's just, I think you said fluid before and just so multi-layered. And I think he's doing a great job. And I absolutely... <laughs> he does wonderful in every single scene that he's in. 
And mm-hmm. the scenes with Alec have been so wonderful and, and a little sad and <laughs> I just Yeah. I can't wait for, for more. I'm I'm we I'm holding on until episode twelve, which is you know, titled Malik, which we, Malik. we all know and we can't <laughs> wait for. <laughs> and uh yeah, I yeah. Got gotta have more Ma- Magnus. Let me put it out there. I love Harry Shum Junior. I used to make it like this game when I would watch dan- those, those dance movies. I'm like, let me find Harry because he's in all of them because he's an amazing dancer. So I was very excited about him. And we've already established that I love Magnus and he's my favorite character. And that's probably why I'm a little more kind of critical. And so I'll say that like when Harry or Magnus is in his own, like it's him by himself in the scene or whatever, when he's not around the Shadow Hunters. I love him. Like, the first couple of episodes where he was like, Warlocks, we're out of here. I was like, this is so madness. Like, he's not about this. It's not about this life. He wants to go back. He wants nothing to do with Valentine and these Shadowhunter crazy people because he's been involved with them before, and he knows they're crazy. Like, they're children, and they're just going to, like, crap all over themselves and expect you to clean it up, and he's not. He's just, he wants away. I just don't like how Magnus is kind of, like, chasing after Alec in a sense. When, like, in the books and in Bane Chronicles, he made Alec, like, like if you want this, come get it. And I think it started Alec's mm-hmm. transformation into being a little more confident with himself. It's interesting. Like, I'm interested to see how it plays out. But it is definitely very kind of different from, like, Magnus anti-Shadow Hunter. Like, he seems to, like, come to their beck and call just because at this point. Like, in the show, he's just there. Right. He's like, I like you guys. I'm going to help you. And from the books, he's like, I hate you guys. Stop calling me. I, I think he looks exactly the part, although, like, the eye makeup makes him look so sad. But I guess, I mean, he is sad. Alex being a douche canoe. So that would be it. Um, and I love Alex, but he, he's being a total douche. Like, marrying Lydia, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Anyways, we, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> that's all of our thoughts for our you know recap episode of bta by the angel we really enjoy the fact that you were here with us and we're going to be coming back to you with a a short podcast episode on the shadow hunters episode nine so stay tuned for that and we hope to see you soon okay bye-bye